1: You desire the glory I and the honor. Lord, we lift, lift our, our hands, hands and worship as we live the holy day. Lord, are great. great. You do miracles.
2: To your presence this evening we thank you for your presence that is with us Alleluia. Holy Spirit you are the helper you are the teacher and you are the guide have your way help this vessel minister through this vessel touch lives of oh God even the very tender ones let there be a release of your spirit let the anointed and day of jubilee be declared let your children not leave here the same, of oh God. But let there be an encounter with the divine. Thank you for grace and mercy and for the help of the Holy Spirit to minister to your people. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Hallelujah.
2: You may take your seats. What an exciting time it is to find ourselves in the presence of God. Hallelujah. I want to salute all the junior daughters, or as Pastor Ko said, the daughters in the house. Hallelujah. Already, the opening ceremony has been grand. And um, so many wonderful things have gone on. The choir, the dancers, the opening ceremony team, everything. So God bless you, and may the Lord reward you adequately. I want to thank my husband, the bishop, for allowing me to be here. Amen. He sends his goodwill and his heartfelt blessing. Amen. I want to thank also the saved team with Reverend Oko and all his pastors for having me. God bless you. It's been wonderful. Amen. I just want to speak to you briefly about whose reports will you believe? Whose reports will you believe? Hallelujah. You know, as we grow up as young ladies and young men, and you better tell the brothers to be here tomorrow because this is also a convention for us all. Amen. As you grow up, you come up with different reports in your life. Sometimes you go to the hospital and there's a lab report. The lab report means that your blood, has, your blood sample has been taken or your sputum has been taken or your stool or your urine, something has been taken. And based on what is seen under the microscope or after they have looked at everything, they bring out a report and they say, this is the lab report take it to the doctor so the lab report is what the people see when they look at the specimen hallelujah when we go to school we get termly reports or terminal reports amen and the report speaks about us whether our math is bad whether it's good whether our science is excellent or whether our guy is weak amen or whether our tree is good It is the terminal report that speaks about that. And that is given by our teachers and by the school because they look at your performance. They look at what they've marked in the exam. And based on what they see, they give you a report. Amen. But this evening, I'm not talking about any of these reports. But I want to ask you as a young person and even as a grown-up in your life, you will receive many reports. Some of the reports are about you, about who you are, about what your identity is, about what your destiny, your future, where are you going? People will look at you and give a report. Oh, she's an ugly person. She's a beautiful person. It's a report. Oh, it doesn't look like there's much going for her. She doesn't seem to have a bright future. It's a report. Oh, she's very lazy and very rude. It's a report. Hallelujah. Oh, she's very trendy, and we like her because she moves with the times. It's also a report. But I want to ask you this evening, whose reports really matters? And whose report will you believe? Come with me to Matthew chapter 16. Amen. Matthew chapter 16. We won't be long on the first night. Matthew chapter 16. Are we there? Reading from verse 13. I hope you brought your Bibles. Because for the Christian, the manual is the Bible. It's not the magazine. It's not our goal. It's not ovation. It's not television. It's not DSTV or Disney Channel. But it is the Bible that tells us. Yeah, now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he began asking his disciples, saying, "Who do people say that the Son of Man is?" And they said, "Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, but still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets." And he said to them, "But you, who do you say that I am?" And Simon Peter answered and said, "Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God." And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Hallelujah. Now the Bible said that Jesus came to the district of Caesarea Philippi, and he was with his disciples, and he asked them, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Now, how can you ask, who do men say you are? And in the question, you introduce who you are. Because usually we we'll say, who do men say that I am? But you are saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? Hallelujah. And when they were answering, some said, oh, some people say John the Baptist. Some say Elijah. Some say Jeremiah. Some say one of the prophets. I tell you, people will describe you in different ways. And people will have different expectations of you. And people will give you different identities. Even Jesus has four identities. Some say he's Jeremiah. Some say he's Elijah. Some say he's the, uh, John the Baptist. Some say one of the prophets. And that is what you go by. Who do people say that you are? And some of you... You have more than one identity. You have about four identities. One is Christianity. One is the world. One is lukewarmness. And one is we don't know who you are. Like a snake. Who do men say that I am? Whose reports will you believe? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if Jesus could be described in four different ways, which one will he relate to? Which one will he accept? But after that he said, but what about you? Who know me? Who have walked with me? Who have fellowship with me? You, who do you say that I am? Then Peter said, that was the Christ, the son, living God. It was enough for Jesus. If the people that he had come to die for and the disciples that he had raised knew who he was. He wasn't interested in what other people thought. And he wasn't working so that he would be approved by other people. The Bible says that if I yet pleased men, I will not be a servant of God. Many of you are men pleasers. Many of you are pleasing your peers. Many of you are pleasing stars on the television. Many of you are pleasing schoolmates. Who do men say that you are? And most importantly, who does God say that you are? Whose reports will you believe? Some of you want to be Junior Agogo. Amen. Some of you want to be Agogo babes. Different things. When God looks at you, can he identify you? Who does he think you are? Can he say, oh yeah, that's my child. Oh, that's the one I bought with my blood. Yeah, that's the one that I know and I walk with. Who do men say that I am? And before Jesus asked that question, he knew who he was. And many of us, we don't know who we are. We define ourselves by the standards of the world. If Celine Dion, dresses and shows all her worldly goods. You also do that. And so when you ask us, who do you say that you are? We'll tell you, you are a direct imitation of Celine Dion. You are a direct imitation of Beyonce. But who does God see you as being? Hallelujah. Now, when Peter said that, Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed it to you. How come we we rely so much on flesh and blood to tell us who we are? How come flesh and blood is man? Flesh and blood is a human being. How come we are so obsessed and we allow men to tell us who we are? Let's look at the different ways in which we are identified. Come with me to look for Amen. Whose report will you believe? Can I get an amen? amen? I'm dialing your number, both the Tigo and the MTN. Amen. <laughs> I'm dialing the number fully. Amen. Okay, let's read from the same Matthew so that we don't go far. Matthew 13, 55. Jesus had preached powerfully in the synagogue. And then in verse 35, the people said, Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? How can we receive from such a person? Amen. Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? When Jesus came as son, all that the people see was a, He spoke with authority. When he preferred, this scripture has been fulfilled in your presence today. Ah, but we know you. Are you not the carpenter's son of all the professions in the world? You are not the son of Queen Elizabeth. You are not the son of Prince Charles. But you are the carpenter's son. And we don't care what God is making out of you. We want to define you as the carpenter's son. And that is how the world cuts us into their mold. The world wants to describe you as related to your family, your background, where you come from. And many of us have accepted that identity more than God's identity about us. You just think in terms of who my parents are. My parents are this, so I'm the carpenter's son, I'm the lawyer's son, I'm the doctor's son, I'm the pastor's son, I'm the bishop's son. But that is not your identity. When God sees you in the realm of the spirit, can he identify you? And what does he identify you as? Many people will give you many versions of what they think you are or who they think you are. Whose report will you believe? Many of our rejection. We want to be accepted by everybody. We want to be accepted by the world, and we follow the world wherever we are going. I remember when I got to Form 2, you know, Form 1, everybody goes to SU. But Form 2, you try to become a guy a little, you know? And it's easier to be accepted by the masses than to be some queer and different person. And so I tried to let my identity be what my friends were. Because now everybody in SU was being called Sue, Sue, Sue. How do you handle it? Sue. I said, I don't like this identity. I like the identity that everybody likes you. The identity that nobody worries you. The identity that everybody thinks you are great. But that's a mistake. When you finish school, those people, they can't do anything for you. They can't die for you. They will lead you astray. Who do men say that I am? Hallelujah. One day... I was, they were having a prayer meeting and I was just walking by. One of uh, my friends, they were twins, a couple, two twins, one set. They saw me and they said, hey, Adelaide, are we not from Takradi with you? That's now you are informed too, you are passing. The saints of God are praying and you are walking by as if you are just strolling. They didn't have to say much. That statement alone set me thinking. It made me think, who am I? And I said to myself, I'm actually a child of God. I'm actually a blood-bought soul. My place is not this place. Eyes. Hallelujah. And I arose identified myself. People, who's report in your class? Is it that, that popular girl in your... That hip-hop singer over there? Who's reports? Will you believe? Even Jesus, the son of God, he was con- confronted with different identities. They said... He's the carpenter's son. So much, And we know where you are coming from. Don't try and bring any divine uh, identity. We know you in the flesh. And we want it to stay that way. And we want to describe you that way. Now, if Jesus was going to respond to everything like that, he would have had major problems. But he knew who he was. Let me ask you, do you know who you are? Any wind that blows, can it blow you? Because you don't know what you believe. Because you don't know the Lord. Because you are ashamed of the Lord. And because you think your mates. You see, most of us say Jesus is Lord. But no, that's mates. That's influential friend of yours. He is the Lord of your life. That boyfriend of yours, he is the something. Daughters, the boys will tell you a lot of things. But they are not true. Amen, daughters. So... You are the only cherry on my tree. You are the only cherry on my cake. Oh, I will cross the Sahara Desert to come and look for you. And then you will be melting. And instead of meditating on the word, you are meditating on the boy's words. Oh, he's human. He's flesh and blood. He can't do much for you. But Jesus never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Whose reports will you believe? Whose reports? Would you like to identify with Kojoin Tree, so that people will say that, yeah, yeah, you are with the times. Would you like to identify with rebellion so that they'll say, Hey, this boy, as for him, he's wild. Oh, he's wild. He's not timid. He's not. Where do such people end? It's not this, the carpenter's son. You'll be confronted with the temptation to be described in many ways. And sometimes the pressure of wanting to be described in a worldly way will push you the wrong way. Whose report will you believe? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's turn our Bibles to John chapter 7. To John chapter 5. Ooh, It's as well. It's not very cool up here. It's very warm. John. We there I wear my glasses at sea. Verse 33. And they said to him, The disciples of John often fast and offer prayers. The disciples of the Pharisees also. Are we there? No, I'm at look, sorry, John. <laughs> Mercy. John chapter five. 34. But the witness which I receive is not from man. These things that you may be saved. Verse 36. But witness which I have is greater than that of John. Hallelujah. Jesus said, my testimony. My testimony. My identity from man. Paul said in the book of Galatians, if I yet pleased men, I would not be a servant of the living God. Now how come, as for you, your witness is from man. Whatever man says about you, oh, so you are a dance. You are a foolish girl. It will not be well with you. You will never know anything. And you accept it. And you flow with it. And you forget what the word of God says about you. Jesus said, my testimony is not from man. But the testimony that I have is greater than even what John the Baptist is saying about me. The testimony I have about myself is from the Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where is your testimony from? Is it from what you have been told as a child? You know, I went to a saloon and they were calling a girl to come and do the wash. She said, Yicho, Yicho, there's a customer here. You know what Yicho means? Head. So I said to the girl, why are you calling her Yicho? Oh, because her head is very big. Yicho, Yicho. And some of you, that is how you have been described. Yicho, how do you say ienga? To a, to a, it's like your, your, somebody was saying that your, your ears are like a mat. Let me ask you, has a person created a human being before? Does a person have the ability to create you? The Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. It is what the Bible says, not what the world, the world says. And many of us want to define ourselves by... And whatever God's word says, we don't care about that. We want to be half naked. We want to dress like what we see on television. We want to be moved by fashion. It's okay to be fashionable. But have you not noticed that fashion is always changing? Is that what you are going to follow? Some of you, you pull your trousers here. And you think we haven't seen some before. It just came. Our time. They were doing that. Our time. Let me inform you. And you think that, oh, and when I sag a little and then, amen. Amen. Whose reports? Who do you want to be like? Who's your role model? What influences your dressing? What influences the decisions you take? It's, oh, that's for me, my skirt is too long. My friends, the way they wear their skirt up to here, so I want to be like them. Your friend is Lord of your life, eh? Jesus is not Lord. Your friend is Lord. Your friend who is flesh and blood like you. Your friend who is around your same age. What wisdom does that friend have? Amen? Amen? And yet that friend is defining your life for you. Whose report will you believe? The Bible says even Jesus, his brothers did not believe in him. Sometimes you are coming from a home where nobody believes in you or you are the only Christian. I was the only Christian in my house for a long time. So when they are going to a nightclub, hey, what's up? Hey, and it's like, the SU girl too. She's also having her quiet time somewhere. But what bothered me was that I didn't know, but later they were telling me, their friends used to ask them, so this is your sister, happy? As she's SU, she's happy, but I was very happy. And if anything at all, I was rather interceding for them that they'll come and know the saving knowledge of Christ, including your prophet, Kakra. Amen! They'll go and pick Pastor Silas. They'll pass here. They are going there all sorts of things, you know, but my heart was fixed. Not because I was anything supernatural, but because God had stabilized my heart by that time. Hallelujah. And they who were lost, were rather behaving as if I was lost. And they were wondering if I was happy, but I was very, very, very happy. And I kept praying with Bishop in the gardens, Lord, save our family members. Open their eyes that they may see. Because the Bible says the devil has blinded their eyes. And that's why some of you, you are in the world, but in the Lord. But one leg here, one leg there. Because you want to be accepted by the world. You want to be accepted by your friends. But as we prayed, even when I looked by God, it took about 10 years. But God was so faithful. Today, all my brothers, the ones that come after me, they are born again. They are pastors. You know, it's only one I'm still praying for to be more committed. You know, but I thank God that he answered. So the people who are saying, am I happy? If I'd also gone to join them in pursuit of happiness, their salvation would have come to naught. Perhaps you are the prophetess God has put in your house. Don't let your fire go dim. For the Lord has a destiny and a purpose for saving you first. Hallelujah. You will come under pressure. But remember... The devil is a father of lies, and he tells many lies. Amen. When I was in the university, there was a boy who said, Oh, if I don't marry you, something will happen to me. If I don't marry you, I will die. If I do, how come you have not died all this time when you didn't know me? and then When you just saw me, if you don't marry me, you will die. If you don't marry me, this will happen. Well, I decided to go all out for Jesus. And then he came to have some girlfriends on my row. It wasn't easy for them serial killer. From one room to I said, God, you have showed me a picture of how my life would have been. If God sent his son to save you, how can a boy who has just bought you a what? Calipo. Or, ah, ah. The price is too low. You are worth more than that in Jesus' name. Whose reports will you believe? Sometimes your friends say, oh, let's all Let's all cheat. Let's all steal a little. Let's all arrange not to tell our parents about something. Let's all have a little coup d'etat. Let's all decide that our parents will not know what we are up to. And then you feel very cute because it's like we are arranging and hatching a plot. Who are you? Who are you? Is it your friends who make you or Christ who makes you? What kind of person are you? Whose reports will you believe? Some of you... You look at your figure You say, I have to be like anorexic, anorexic. They don't eat and they have a lot of emotional problems. Hollywood has a lot of money, but Hollywood without Christ is nothing. Their marriages break like biscuits. You see how you, when you get sky flakes, it breaks so easily. That's how it is because Christ is not the center of their lives. Why do you want to use your life as an experiment? When people who have gone ahead have told you, this is it, why don't you believe it? Because Satan speaks lies to you. Whose reports will you believe? When Satan speaks to you, you believe it more. When your pastor speaks to you, you say, oh, have you been localized? Have you been localized? But when that guy speaks to you on the radio, and they say all sorts of things, you don't ask yourself whether you have been, what, radio whatever, iced. But when is your pastor you say, have you been ocalized? Oculization leads to Christ. Amen. So it's a good thing. Whose reports will you believe? Hallelujah. Some of us, it's our school teachers that have told us things that are painful. Things that are negative. You say, I had some mean teachers. I did have some mean teachers. But now when I look back, I now understand all of them were my father's tenants. But I didn't understand it. Why are these people so mean and so some way? But as I've grown up, I realized, Mrs. This, Mrs. they were my father's tenants. And maybe they had payment problems. I don't know. Whenever I went to school, they were so mean. And they had their own favorites, you know. They would look after the favorites. But as I've grown up, I just look by. I said, where are these favorites? Who were supposed to be the stars of the world? Where are they today? Oh, I thank Jesus Christ. That he came to my life at an opportune time. And he delivered me from many unnecessary woes. A boy comes to you and says, if you love me, obey me. And if you want to obey me, let's just pass over there. So, if you have any secrets, don't tell your parents, tell your friends. Let me ask you, what experience does that friend of yours have? What wisdom will that, because the friend will tell you what you want to hear. And your parents is likely to tell you the truth. And Satan speaks to you and you believe it. And so you run from the place where you should be drinking from. And your life is messed. Let that not be your story. I'm here this evening to deliver you. Some of you will later have to now identify yourself by your experiences. You see, man looks at us and looks at what we have been through to describe us. I always say that blind Bartimaeus was healed. But in the Bible... The right blind Bartimaeus. The prodigal son repented, but he's called the prodigal son. The woman with the issue of blood. She didn't have the issue anymore, but we know her as a woman with the issue of blood. Because with man, nothing to follow man's comments. Are you going to follow to please man? You won't know where to go. Tomorrow is this. Tomorrow this is right. Tomorrow is wrong. The next day this is right. Are you going to be a yo-yo? You need to be stable in your life. You don't need certain experiences. That's where you are going, they say, oh, this used to be Atiri Hayes' girl. This used to be, this one's boy. This used to be, why? You don't need all that. You don't need the broken hearts that you are cooking for yourself. You don't need it. But wait patiently for the Lord. And at the right time, the Lord will come through to you. If you speak to, we the grown-ups, we just want to say we've seen that there's fire here. And we see that you are walking towards that fire. And we just want to pull you from that fire. And when somebody is going into a fire, you don't just say, oh, come. Why are you approaching the fire? When there's a fire, we call fire service. Everybody is frantic. And that's why sometimes we face you like that. Because we can see the fire. And we can see that you are getting near. Hallelujah. Whose reports will you believe? Not be accepted. So I have to do whatever I can. Especially when you get to the university. You will meet a lot of big men with big pot bellies. And they will have money to sponsor you. And at that time, at that time will be your time of temptation. That's when we will know who you are. Who do men say that you are? Who do men say that you are? And in the body of Christ, who do people say you are? And with Christ, how does God see you? What does God say that you are? Every level has its own temptation, Amen. It's not only grown-ups who have temptation. Every level, from my little Paula to whatever level, you have your own temptation. But the Lord gives grace for each stage where we are at. Whose report will you believe? Amen. Sometimes our school teachers, to battlefield, he was so angry at the way the Philistines were speaking, and he just wanted in the name of the Lord to face Goliath. And the brothers said to him, we know you, your pride and your naughtiness of heart is what has brought you here. These two things, your pride and your naughtiness of heart. And with whom have you left those few sheep? I think that sometimes people who are close to your age or in your circle feel threatened about a seeming greatness in you. When people see that you don't, identify with what they do they see greatness and they feel uncomfortable that there's somebody who is different from us so they want to make you like them so that they'll feel comfortable and that's exactly what david's siblings were trying to do you know daddy has sent you that's nice you have brought cheese and, and you would like to fight Goliath. said that it's your pride it's your naughtiness of heart and if david had meditated on that he would never have gone forward to become what god wants him to be we don't have to be led by the comments of men. Some of us, we serve God because of our parents. Some of us, we serve God because of where we find ourselves. But you must know God for yourself. Who will God say that you are? David's students said, I want to fight Goliath. You might say it's pride. You might say it's naughtiness. You might say I'm outmoded. You might say I'm not fashionable. Whatever you say, that is not what moves me. What moves me is what the Lord is leading me to do. <laughs> Hallelujah. If I went by what men said, I would not be here preaching to you tonight. And what men continue to say. Somebody told me, the person is not even Ghanaian, that I had a daughter I Can Make It convention. Oh, sorry. In South Africa. And at the time, I was wearing a fake ring with a big something on it. Just something I saw in a shop, one pound, one dollar, and I bought it. And the person told me this year that she went to a hairdressing saloon in South Africa. And she saw one of the girls. She came in. She works at the World Bank. This lady is not Ghanaian. The girl, too, is not Ghanaian. And she got to talk to the girl. Oh, so what church do you go to? She said, Lighthouse. And the girl said, oh, Lighthouse. Hmm. Your bishop's wife. I really enjoyed her preaching. She came for a convention. I was even thinking that I would join the church. But when I saw her diamond ring, I decided that I won't join the church anymore. And I said, how men judge? A plastic ring. You say it's a diamond ring. Thank God that God is the judge. And not man. <laughs> Hallelujah. And if you will consider, oh, if I preach, they'll say this. If I do this, they'll make this comment. If I do that, you will never please God. You will never please God. But you, you like David, must see what God is leading you to do. And forget about what people are saying. Be accustomed to obeying God even when it hurts. If it means you will cry, cry, but obey God. If it means you will look like a fool, be a fool, but obey God. Because in the end, you will be blessed in your doing. Whose report will you believe? There's no great man of God that God has called that people don't say things. And if you are going to be respectability, do you see? My children said to me, oh, mommy, when we used to say in school that you were a lawyer, it was very je. When we started to say that you were a pastor, it's like, mm. we didn't get the funds we were getting. That's time they were in primary school, you know? So the things of God always look a bit unattractive. But Satan, that makes it that way so that we will fall for the wrong things. But I tell you, if you want a lasting life, a life of peace and a life of blessing. Become who God wants you to be. Forget about the crowd. Forget about pleasing your peers. Forget about people who don't matter because they don't matter. After school, you will see them. The very wild people in, in Lagos, In the university, I met one. Hey, some old-fashioned scarf working in Nando's. I said, and she called me. So sadly, hello. I said, hello, sir. This is my husband, something, and then my two children. Hey, the girl, she used to like sporting, and she will show everything. I mean, the third now, she is wearing clothes like Mother Teresa, and she has put on what a Do you know what a I said, hey, how can people change so much? I will tell you, the wildest people I now see are the soberest, and if they could have this mic, they will tell you some things are not important, some things are not necessary. It's only Christ who matters. So go on and serve him. And go on and be pleasing unto God. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I receive not testimony from man. In conclusion, you know, Jesus said, who do people say, who do men say that I, the son of God, am? One of the ways not to be swayed by people's opinions and how people will lead you is to know who you are in Christ and to value who you are in Christ. Now, how do you do that? The Bible says we should look in the perfect law of liberty. We should look in the, in the mirror of God's word to know who we are. Because many people will say no. And even people give you even wrong identities. You see, last week, Saturday, I met somebody and in the hotel. I went for a function there. When he was coming, he said, hey, Adelaide, how are you? I said, I know this face, but I don't remember where. Hey, is that what you are saying today? You are making it very painful. I was very surprised. Painful? Yes. I said, well, I know the face, but I don't know the name. Then he mentioned his name. Don't you remember? I said, I don't remember. Ah, is your sister, not Irene. I said, my sister is Irene. Why you say you don't remember? Even I, I, I knew you before, even dad came on the scene. I said, hey, what scene? And then he said, you're even making it more painful. I said, eh, hey, about what? And then he said, so you don't remember. I said, I don't remember you at all. I just remember your face. Hey! Then there were some church people that he said, anyway, I don't want to go into that. Otherwise, I will embarrass I say embarrass me. I married my first beloved. What embarrassment? But if you play the fool, and you are with your husband in future, and you meet the seven or eight, and then your husband says, who is this, Austin? Who is this, John? Who is this? Then he will say all sorts of things. But now you can stand and know of a truth that nothing happens. Hallelujah. You have to go to God's word. The Bible says, do not be conformed to this world. Conformed means be cast into the shape of this world. You know, like when you want to make cake or you want to make a rectangular butter bread, you put it in a tin that has that shape. And the Bible says that the world has different shapes. And the world wants to cast you into that mold. But don't be conformed to the standards of the world. The standards of the world are different. And to conform means to agree and flow. The Bible says, don't agree and flow with the standards of this world, but be ye transformed, changed, renewed, made into something else. How? By the renewing of your mind. Why do you have to renew your mind? Because the world has different views, different things it tells us, different opinions, different ways of thinking, and we are bombarded with it daily. No matter who you are, you are bombarded. With, apart from the world that's your family. Apart from your family, they are your peers, your friends. Apart from your friends, there are people around you. Sometimes they are even in church, but their lifestyles are very different. They are in church, but their identity with Christ is something else. Paul said, I'm going, and there'll come ravenous wolves among the sheep. Paul knew that in a church, there are also wolves. Not everybody is a sheep, amen. So choose your friends wisely. And if somebody is being somewhere, be able to say, this is some way. I am not going to go with it. But you buy the person's friendship. And you don't want to pay a price for what you believe. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? By coming to church. By listening to the word. By having your quiet time. By meditating on the word. By listening to tapes. These are practical things. That will change your mind. Because the mind is not easy to change. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When you renew your mind, you see yourself the way God sees you. When he says, you are the apple of my eye, you say, Lord, it's true. And you have to pray that the Holy Ghost will reveal it to you. Because Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed it to you. It means flesh and blood cannot reveal it. But the Holy Spirit can reveal who we are to us. And make it acceptable to us. It's not easy to see. But if you make it your prayer topic. God, open my eyes. That I may see. Revelation. In the knowledge of you. Paul prayed that prayer. God will open your eyes. And you say, ah. I'm a queen. I'm God's special somebody. It's not now I'm going to waste my time here and there. But many of you don't know who you are. And so you are cast into the mold of the world. But be ye transformed. By the renewing of your mind. Take your Bible seriously. It is your mirror. Look in it and see who God says you are. David said, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Everybody is unique. If we were all just what we were, then all of us would be the same. eh? Because you can get it from any shop. But your fingerprint, nobody in the world has it. And even some banks use voice identification. Because no voice is the same. God made you uniquely. For a purpose. May you not mess up. But may you find his destiny for your life. And may your mind be renewed. Whose reports will you believe? Stand to your feet please. Amen. Every eye closed. Every head bowed. I want you to talk to God. I want you to ask for strength. To be strong. And to see yourself the way God sees you and not to be swayed by the people in your life or the people around you I want you to pray and ask God for that strength ask him to open your eyes that you may see who he has made you That you won't believe any report from around you but you, re- you will believe the report of the Lord talk to God open your mouth and speak to him it's not a formality it is something I want you to lift up from your heart. And to God. Speak to God as an individual. Forget about your friend or whoever is standing beside you. And speak to God. Give it all to Jesus. And be who God wants you to
1: be. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have this. No turning back, no.
2: Savior, you want to say, Lady Pastor, pray for me. I want to know Jesus. I want to accept Christ into my life. I'm not sure whether I'll go to heaven or hell when I die. But Lady Pastor, tonight, I want to be sure. I want you to pray with me so that I can give my life to Jesus. Oh, you're here. You need to renew your walk with the Lord. You know that you need to renew your walk with the Lord. I want you to just slip your hand up. And I'm going to pray with you. That the Lord would touch you where you are. Remember you are not here to please anybody. But to please the Lord. If you are here like that tonight. Just put up your hand. And I'm going to pray with you. I see your hand. I see your hand. If you put your hand up. Let me ask you to do one more thing. Come to where I am. I want to usher you into his presence. I want to bring you to Jesus. If your hand is up. Just walk forward. I want to say a special prayer with you. Oh, no one John some hands up. Come. Jesus is calling. Forget about the people by you. Forget about what people are saying. The Lord is speaking to you. No matter how
1: young you may be, come forward.
2: The Lord wants to touch you. He wants to do something new, a new beginning in the name of Jesus. Oh, all eyes
1: closed. Don't oh, no one joined me.
2: as I am take my life Jesus and make it what you want it to be I turn my back to the world I turn my back to anything that you don't like and I embrace Jesus Lord help me to be all that you want me to be give me the strength to stand for you Thank you for a new beginning. Thank you for another chance. Forgive me for my sins. I have walked away from you. But tonight, I make you my Savior and my Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to die for me. In Jesus' name, amen.